ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930 present The Drive. Brought to you by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Local win, local now. Member FDIC. It is Friday, February 26th. Your drive begins now on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. I'm your host, Paul Swan. You can join the program by calling the White Claw phone lines at 877-420-TALK. That is 877-420-8255. White Claw hard seltzer. It's made pure. Coming up today on the program, CJ Harvey. Channel 8 is going to join us. I haven't talked to CJ in a while. He's going to be at the game tonight. Marshall back at home at the Cam Henderson Center taking on the Mean Green of North Texas. That's one of the best teams in Conference USA right now. They have won seven of their last eight games. They're averaging a lot of points. They score a lot. 74.9 a contest on almost 50% shooting. They're giving up a little over... 62 points. Let's be fair. Round up. They're going to give it up 63 points on 40.9% shooting. That is what they do. The guy everyone's talking about, when you listen to these interviews all week, you got to talk about Mr. Hamlet himself. Javion Hamlet. He's averaging right now almost 14 points a game, and he is pulling down at least uh, three rebounds a contest. So he's going to be the story of the game for sure. But North Texas, you just look at their numbers. 72 points a game, 49% field goals, three-point shot is 37%. Rebounds, they're bringing down over 33, over 13 assists a contest. Marshall's got him beat, though, in most of these stats. If, if we're just going by a stats breakdown, Marshall is averaging almost 83 points a contest, 82 and a half. Marshall's also shooting almost 49% from the field. Marshall is shooting over 35% from the three-point line. Marshall out-rebounds, 36.2. So, you know, right around 36 rebounds a contest. More assists for the Thundering Herd at 17 a contest. Blocks, 5.4. Big reason for that, of course, is uh, when Jansen Williams is hot, he's blocking shots. The Herd steals the ball more, almost eight a game. And I'm not saying defense is the greatest thing uh, going for Marshall, but it's not terrible. Marshall, scoring defense for Marshall is 73.1. North Texas, almost 62. So North Texas is going to be a better defensive team tonight. Coming into the Henderson Center, Marshall is going to just score. Unless the herd goes cold, Marshall is going to score. End of story. I don't care how good North Texas is defensively. This game is going to get up there. I think Marshall will play at the pace it needs to play to win, but Marshall's going to get up there. And so I just don't think North Texas can outscore the herd. They play good defense. I mean, they're one of the best teams in Conference USA. They're the Conference USA champions. Until further notice, they're still the champs. But I'd say Marshall's going to score more. Plain and simple. So this will be a fun one tonight. Uh, Looking at some of the odds makers, I saw one site was like, look, Marshall's going to outscore them. I saw another one, maybe three and a half. The line's floating there if, if you're into betting these things that's where i would start that seems pretty reasonable at three and a half that's the line there i think marshall will score more take the over though as well maybe take the over depending on your site but i think north texas will score 
But I just think Marshall's going to score more. And sure, that's pretty simplistic. That's the name of the game here. But I just don't think North Texas offensively is capable of scoring at a pace that Marshall can score. Especially, Marshall's going to be at home. Both these teams have had layoffs. So it's not as if one team has got an advantage over the other. We're just going to have to see which team comes off in a, a better place. And I like the Herd's chances at home taking on North Texas. So that's coming up tonight. We'll have the game for you right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. You look at what North Texas has done, though, uh, on the schedule. I mean, North Texas is a good team. Uh, they played West Virginia early on in December. They lost that one 62 to 50. They have played some really solid teams. They played Mississippi State, lost that one. Uh, they've been pretty good in Conference USA as of late. Uh, they played Houston Baptist. That's probably another name that you would recognize on the schedule. Uh, looking at their net, they're right up there with the herd. So Marshall and North Texas have a very similar net. This will be a good win for either team. North Texas on the season, 12-6, but 8-2 in league play. Marshall, on the other hand, 12-5. Marshall did better outside of conference than inside as far as losses, 6-4 in conference. But some of that has been the fact that Marshall has had some time off. I think Western Kentucky got the herd just at the right time, so that's two there. And if Marshall, I thought had an opportunity to actually play more consistently, I think this will be a better record. Now, none of that matters because now every team gets to go to the Conference USA tournament. I like it. I do. But I don't know how I feel about it from a standpoint that, come on, does every team need to go to the Conference USA tournament? Is this a one-time thing and I'm good with it? I don't know if Conference USA will do this and go, hey, you know what? We kind of like that idea. Let's do that again. I don't know, though, because not every team in Conference USA – is going to have a legitimate shot. Is that fair to say? I mean, sure. It's easy for me to say because Marshall's in a good place right now. Marshall going to go to the Conference USA Tournament. That team is in a spot where it's just fighting for a good seed right now. On the other hand, there are probably some teams that are maybe not as good record-wise that you're thinking, why are they going to the Conference Tournament? There's really not a shot. Women's side, I think, is a little bit more competitive and so you got to be consistent here. I think Marshall's uh, women's team will fight their way into a good spot. I do believe that. But again, now you don't have to worry about putting yourself in a position to get to the tournament. You're going to get there. You're just fighting for seeding right now. And we're not going to see what the bracket looks like until after all the games are over. So we've got this weekend and next weekend. And then we'll get the bracket. We'll find out when Marshall will play what the schedule is going to look like. I'm sure this is going to be a made-for-TV event, as all of these conference tournaments, the ones that are happening, will be. And some leagues are just forgetting the conference tournament, going to award the regular season champion the NCAA bid, Conference USA, holding a tournament at the Star. I was open to the idea. The Star, I was open to it. Okay, unique venue. You know, you're playing in Texas. What's that going to look like? Um, I have soured on it, and I haven't even been able to go to the tournament. You know, hearing what happens there, the setup, Conference USA could do better, right? I mean, that's the only thing I don't like. It's This is it's a Texas-centric league. 
this even though not every school is in Texas in this league, if you are on the east side of this tournament, how are you going to attract people on a good year? And now you're bringing everybody? I mean, at least you beat the years of being in the Mid-American Conference where you play the first round at home or on the road at someone else's school to get in and get to get to Cleveland. But you look at the standings right now. Does FIU need to be in the Conference USA Tournament? No. Does Southern Miss need to be in the Conference USA Tournament? No. I mean, they're 4-11 and in conference right now. FIU's 2-13. and Do they need to be at the tournament? No, they do not. Middle Tennessee's three and nine. FAU's three and five. UTEP six and eight. But I get it. I understand, like, okay, some schools have had postponements. Some schools haven't had to play the same amount of games. And so you really don't know. Yeah, I know. I know Western Kentucky's good. I know North Texas is good. I know Old Dominion's good. I know UAB's good. Louisiana Tech's good. I know Marshall is good. I know Charlotte's good. And I know. UTSA is is pretty good as well. Those are pretty solid teams. Those are eight solid teams right there. So I almost would say, look, let's just take the top eight. Take the top eight and go. Four from each side, let's go. But instead, the league's going to open it up. And again, a realistic standpoint, I'm fine with it. I understand the reason why, and I can't argue with it. But just as a basketball fan, come on. Let's let's be honest. Two and 13 FIU does not need to be in the Conference USA tournament. Let's let's just be honest. Let's call it what it is. Four and eleven Southern Miss does not need to be in the Conference USA tournament. And of course, watch what happens. Those teams get hot and they get on a run and they win this thing. So your conference championship game will be FIU versus Southern Miss. That's probably what's going to happen here. And I don't know. Southern Miss could get hot here soon. FIU could get hot, but one thing's for sure, this beats pod play. This absolutely beats pod play. Pod play is terrible. The whole thing was terrible. And again, I was open to it. Saw it in action. Nope. Didn't like it. Didn't serve its point. And to be honest with you, you look at where the net is with these teams. Conference USA is not bad when it comes to the net. Honestly, you, you see some of the of the net numbers and you think to yourself, okay, this isn't terrible. I mean, North Texas is 69. Marshall was 70 last check. Western Kentucky's at 80. Louisiana Tech's at 89. UAB's at 90. I mean, right there. You've got five teams in the top 100. ODU's 136. UTEP's 166. I mean, Rice is at 173. FIU's at 293. Just to illustrate a point. 293 for... FIU, Middle Tennessee's at 286, Southern Miss is at 260, FAU's at 230, Charlotte, I think better than 208, but the net is what we live by, so net don't lie, 208 for Charlotte, and UTSA's 192, but you look at the top teams, and that's not bad. This is all right for a league like Conference USA. It's, it's probably, uh, probably some of the better net numbers I've seen in a while, but North Texas, Marshall, Western Kentucky, Louisiana Tech. You know, I'd be good with UAB, Old Dominion. I mean, what if we cut off the the bottom two here? We cut off Southern Miss. We cut off FIU. 
are we gaining anything from having all teams here from a just a competitive tournament standpoint? I don't think so. But from a practical, yes, these teams need an, obli- yeah, an opportunity to be fair. Yes, we're being fair. I don't have to like it because I just don't think it's worth it. But I think if you're coming from the standpoint, it's fair. Not everybody had an opportunity to play a, a schedule, a like schedule, an opportunity to play all the games that they could. So we don't know what the overall picture looks like. I mean, Southern Miss is eight and fourteen. I know what Southern Miss is this year. They're not having a good season. FIU's nine and fifteen overall. I get the picture. The picture is perfectly clear. I mean, Middle Tennessee could get hot here. They could be playing some of their better basketball, and they're five and thirteen. So we're not punishing these teams. COVID, weather conditions, everything that has impacted the schedule. We're not punishing these teams. I completely get it. But at the same time, I'm not excited for the first and second rounds. Conference tournament, you're there to watch Marshall. You're tuning in to see the herd. You don't care the opponent. Just play herd basketball, and that's all I'm going to focus on. We'll get your phone calls in, 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More coming up. It's The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Don't worry, Paul Swan has the wheel on The Drive, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. We are presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Welcome back to today's edition of The Drive on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Coming up, C.J. Harvey, Channel 8, going to be with us on the program. We'll catch up with him. Later on next hour, we will bring you the most comprehensive pregame on the planet. College basketball today. So I'm trying to avoid not repeating material here. Uh, next hour, we'll be on 93.7 The Dog, so we're going to preview Marshall taking on North Texas. So that's coming up here. Uh, we'll hear from Dan Tony, Tony Kemper as well as the women are in action, trying to bounce uh, a couple of more wins their way. Big win against Rice the other day. So can they duplicate that effort against North Texas? And can they win on the road? Can they win that first game? There are a lot of questions that we're going to answer. Tony Kemper understands, hey, they play fa- they play better on Saturday than they do on Friday. They win more on Saturday than they do on Friday. And that was evident. They played better on Saturday from a scoreboard point of view. I, I think they're playing fine. It's just they're not scoring as much on Friday or the first game compared to the second game. And that was evident in the Rice matchup. So we'll see what they can do on the road against North Texas. We'll preview the women's matchup and the men's matchup coming up later on next hour. It's going to be straight up 6 o'clock right here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930 and on 93.7 The Dog. So looking forward to that. I'm looking forward to catching up with C.J. Harvey as well as the Thundering Herd looking to make their run now, trying to get a good spot in the Conference USA Tournament. It's not as a matter of just, okay, will we get into the tournament? And also, here's the thing. With this whole pod thing done now, you don't have the pod one, two, and three. I think we have a an okay idea of the Conference USA regular season champ, or at least in this case, the division standings, because Western Kentucky on the east side, North Texas on the west side, and... We have a better idea, of course, what that's going to look like here. You're going to be the East Division champ. Okay. 
Same th- reason why we're having every team go to the Conference USA tournament because not every team played the same schedule. But it seems like for the most part, I mean, because look, FAU is three and five. So that's eight conference games. Western Kentucky has played 10 conference games. Old Dominion has played 12 conference games. Marshall has played 10 conference games. So here with a school that has played eight conference games, and you're telling them that, no, you you can't qualify for the tournament because you, you don't have a good enough record here. I get it. I completely get it and understand why you do it. So uh, that's where we're at with the tournament. When we come back, we're going to hear from C.J. Harvey. We'll talk to him about the upcoming game tonight, get his thoughts. And later on, we'll get your phone calls in at 877-420-TALK, 877-420-8255. More coming up, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. This is The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Presented by Huntington Federal Savings Bank. Coming up here in the next few minutes, we're going to hear from C.J. Harvey from WCHS. You know what? Let's not make you wait anymore. We've got him on the phone now. And uh, welcome to the program. The future of sports at uh, WCHS when Mark Martin retires in 30 years. C.J. Harvey will join us. Uh, uh, what's up, brother? Hey. <laughs> I'm good. Yeah. I'm good. I'm, so I'm, I'm, when Mark retires in 30 more years, uh, you're, you're you're in, right? Is that you? Is that your job? What kind of intro is that, man? Oh, yeah. I don't know. <laughs> you know what? I, I don't Look, know. Mark, I, I didn't have any Mark? good material for you today. I'm sorry. All right. I'm gonna. I'm gonna be. I might be in the grave before Mark retires. So I don't think that guy. He might not be going anywhere at least anytime soon. But. No, I don't know. You know, I'm I'm a Charleston guy. If that opportunity ever were to come up, I, I would love to step in, you know, into that position, born and raised basically in Charleston. So, um, you know, I don't know. <laughs> that's just it's so hard to so hard to guess. But no, I know that wasn't. Uh, would you like to redo the segment? I mean, do you want a better intro? <laughs> I don't know where else you would go though. What what other intro would you go? I feel like now that we're already in it this way, you can't go back. You know? Oh no, I can go back. I've done that before. Um, our computer messed up uh, earlier um, in the show, so it sounded like you know how we have our Zoom meetings and everybody breaks up on the Zoom. Yeah. yeah, that's how our, that's how our intro sounded. So I just basically redid the intro, and I'm going to cut all of that out in the podcast. So people are going to be listening to this segment, going, "What is he talking about?" <laughs> okay. well, that's why. Fair that's enough. what you didn't hear on the podcast. So CJ Harvey joins us, WCHS, and of course, um, what do I call it now? Is it still Fox 11? Because on Directv, <laughs> it's not Channel 11 now. It's like Channel 9. Explain yourselves over there, CJ. You know, you know, I I wish I had a better explanation than I don't know. <laughs> Unfortunately, how the cable box and the cable system works, I'm not entirely sure. I, I do know when we when it comes to Directv, it is a little different. But we have officially made the move to rebrand ourselves as WCHS eight, which is what we've forever been known as Fox Eleven, which. It seems odd. I feel like that's what people just have known us by in the past, but that's never been our 
direct uh, you know name for the Fox Channel, but you know it is what it is. Why it's on Channel Nine, I'm not even sure. You would have to get my my executive producer and good friend of yours, Paul Swan, Michelle Carroll, on the phone if you really needed the the the, the detailed answer <laughs> as to why as to why that is. But maybe maybe we can get Michelle on here one of these days and she can explain. Do you think she really wants to get on the show and explain that? <laughs> maybe not. Maybe not. Um, you know, there are other subjects she's very knowledgeable in, but that is just one of the many, of course. CJ Harvey joining us, Channel 8. Okay, let's talk sports. We're losing people. Let's talk sports, CJ. Thundering Herds in action tonight. Uh, this will be the first time in six years, it feels like, that you've been at the Cam Anderson Center to shoot footage of a Marshall basketball game. What are you looking forward to tonight seeing? What are you excited for? Yeah, I mean, look, this North Texas team, uh, you know, talk about two teams that are on the opposite end of the offensive and defensive spectrum. Marshall likes to push it. North Texas will slow it down. So this will be interesting. You know, records are nearly identical. Marshall and North Texas, when these two get together, not necessarily rivals within Conference USA, but anytime these guys play, it, it usually is either down to the wire or it's very close for the majority of the contest. So, like most games in Conference USA, it should be close. It should be fun. But, you know, at the end of the day, who's going to dictate pace, I think, is going to be the big one. But, you know, Dan Tony, Coach Dan, Dan Antoni's really figured this out over the years. Not maybe that he didn't know it before he got to Marshall, but it seems more evident now that he's gotten to Marshall that Marshall's style, his style is so unique. The way that they run these pick and rolls, the lobs, the three-point shooting, the fast break, the up-tempo you know, motion that these guys use. It's really other teams adjusting to them, not so much Marshall, Marshall adjusting to other teams or molding how they play their offensive style around other defenses. So I think, you know, I think Marshall's got it figured out. They, they know how to play. These guys have been very efficient. Tavion, Jared, Andy, these guys are some of the most efficient players in Conference USA. Kenzie, of course, one of the most efficient players really in the country right now. So, you know, it should be a lot of fun. But the who dictates the pace is what this is going to come down to. And so, but again, North Texas and Marshall, man, this is it, it's usually fun when they get together, especially in the can. We're going to hear later in our pregame next hour, Tavion Kenzie. Uh, he, he hasn't forgotten what happened last year. Last time these two teams met, North Texas gets the victory. Tavion hasn't forgotten. And he's one of those players – a guy like Jared West, he goes out there. I mean, he remembers, but you know, he's about playing the game now, and he's going to do what he, it takes to win the game. Tavion, I think he just files that away, brings it back when it's uh, the right time. He has a long memory. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Kenzie's a guy that kind of uses that as motivation. I don't think Jared needs he, – he's a self-starter, a self-motivator. Not that Tavion isn't by any, any means. But I think, like you said, Tavion definitely, uh, he remembers the losses, the tough losses, you know. And so this should, this is just another reason that this game tonight should be a lot of fun. But, yeah, Tavion, um, you know, definitely knows how to fire himself up and, and get others fired up too. So, hey, but you know what? He's been playing so well. Whatever it is he's doing, if he's filing away, holding grudges against teams, keep doing it <laughs> when you're – when you're playing so well like he has been this year, keep doing what's working. 
I'm like Jordan in that sense. I make up stuff just so I get mad at you, so I can I can you know I can go out and win. <laughs> Tavion might do that too. I don't, I don't yeah, know. Yeah, you think Tavion saw that and he's just like, he started making up reasons to be mad at people when he goes out there? <laughs> he might. You know, he might. Maybe that's how we should start doing this show. When you have me on, just make something up and then just ask if it's true or not. And then, you know, maybe that's like how we can start the show from here on out when you invite me on. Just start making stuff up about people. About people or you? Well, <laughs> me, I guess. People would get you in trouble. You know me. I <laughs> I don't care what you say about me. As long as you don't cross the line, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> CJ Harvey here. Our guest insulting him has uh, been uh, authorized. Okay. Uh, wasn't expecting that, but all right. Uh, I'll come up with some insults next time. And uh, if not, I'll get some folks to come in and, and insult you for me. If, if, well. I mean, come on, no. It I, is what it is. I mean, we're not opponents. I just like if look if for example, you look at Hamlet on on that team tonight. I mean, he's he's an outstanding conference player, and I'm sure Tavion's going to make something up in his mind about him where he's been slighted, and is this. But at the same time, maybe Tavion's using that and going, "Hey, Jared, I know you're guarding him tonight. You know, he said something. Maybe he tells Jared that." He's making fun of his size or something. I don't know. I would do that <laughs> if if that meant I got Jared mad and uh, and wanted to put him on the big boy. I would do that. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. I, <laughs> I don't know. You know the motivation behind these. You know these guys. I, I don't know, but you know, would I put it past him? I guess not necessarily. But yeah, come on. I, you know, we know these guys decently well. You know, at least on the court. We don't know them completely off the court, but in terms of on the court action, we Jared's pretty calm, cool, collect. I don't think it takes much to – you don't need to get him fired up. Tavion, on the other hand, needs – you know, he, he gets he gets fired up, and that definitely helps him play. So, yeah, I don't know. Making stuff up or not, I, I'm not sure how he'll, he'll go into this matchup tonight, but I would say playing a team with 12 wins and nearly an identical record, you know, that should be enough. And then, and getting that top two, you know, getting those conference wins and, and trying to, you know, get to that second place in the East is probably all that they're concerned about right now. <laughs> yeah, seeding's going to be important since Conference USA opened up the floodgates. Everyone gets to play now, every single yeah. team, uh, which I understand the reasoning. and It is fair, but at the same time, I don't like it because there are some teams that just don't deserve to be there. But, again, I get the conference uh, reasoning is you don't have a large enough sample on some of these teams, but come on. Really, we know FIU's not that good. Well, you know, Marshall went down there and played a couple tough games. They're so, two and thirteen, you know. CJ. They're two and thirteen. <laughs> they had Marshall on the ropes there twice, so they're you know, two and thirteen. Wouldn't necessarily count out the count out the Panthers there, but okay. So, I don't know. So I don't know. We've called I, it know, already. Is, it's going to be Florida International versus Southern Miss for your championship in Conference USA because of this. <laughs> I would be surprised if that happens, but you know, I think this goes back to something an argument Dan has brought up, and this is not a solution to Dan's argument, but it's a way of, you know, it's a solution. It's not the best solution, but what what Dan has argued over the last couple of really months, you know, Marshall in particular, in particular, up until that Middle Tennessee home series, Middle Tennessee State home series, and this home series, Marshall had been on the road for several consecutive weekend series. Um, and, and had been playing well, had been playing pretty well, but how do you 
justify seven road games where you're five and two versus, you know, eight, you know, or, or whatever it is, you know, depending on who you're playing in, in the, the weekend series, I guess. But how do you justify that versus somebody that's played, you know, three or four weekends of home games? So the solution, Conference USA solution, all of this was just let everybody in. Oh, no, I, I totally understand. It's fair. It makes sense. But from a competitive standpoint, I don't think the first couple of days are going to be that entertaining, the Conference USA tournament. No, no. It, it, yeah, probably not. Yeah. Granted, there are other conference tournaments that do this. You know, it's not like Conference USA is, like, breaking any rule here or doing something completely out of the ordinary. No, this no. The, ordinary the league has done USA. enough of that. <laughs> but in terms of this decision, I don't think it's, you know, I don't, I don't think it's a terrible decision. Poor, you know, great basketball early on, but it is what it is, man. We'll see an upset or two. And at the end of the day, Conference USA just wants the best team or maybe the team that's, you know, playing the best basketball right now to, you know, to make the NCAA tournament and, and get the AQ and, and whatnot. So Okay. I know I get that. I understand you. You want to give everyone an opportunity to cut because um, you've got some teams that are, are pretty solid in the net. Maybe not in the field of sixty eight, but close could improve the case to get in. Yeah, I don't see too many at large bids happening, if any, from Conference USA. But say you have a team like UAB, Western Kentucky, maybe a, a Marshall, maybe a North Texas. All pretty high in the net right now, and a team like FAU comes in, and and this is always the 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 fear that some team gets hot that's really not your best representation and wins this thing, and the next thing you know, you've got a subpar team. And of course, I'm sure we love that. We love Cinderella. At, at the same time, Conference USA needs to get some wins in the postseason because this is a league that. It's a one-bid league for the most part. It's a league that is not really a player right now in the grand scheme of things. Uh, football discussions, it's a group of five, basketball, you know, one bid, maybe two at max. I mean, other sports, yeah, this league definitely does well, but the money sports, uh, it needs as much help as possible, and that's why we went to that pod system for a couple of years to try to improve Conference USA standing, and quite frankly, I don't miss it, and and I like what we're doing better. I like the East and West divisions of Conference USA. I like to see more of that. One of the many victories COVID-19 has had includes the victory over defeating the pod system in Conference USA. <laughs> Unfortunately, you know, yeah. COVID has been uh, terrible, but, you know, uh, nationwide in terms of health and and obviously for sports as well. But I would say that some people aren't too upset also – you know, destroyed the points or the pod system. <laughs> so, you know, I, it is what it is. But you know, at the end of the day, Conference USA is a one big, it's a one big bid league. And right now, of all years, there Western for a while there was sitting on the bubble potentially as a team that could get in. But the reality is, if, if Western loses in the Conference USA, you know, tournament, then Western's out. So it doesn't matter. You know, I, I don't think it necessarily matters. This again is going to be a one bid league and. Whether you think it's fair or not, it, it, it is what it is. You know, I think a lot of leagues, just going back to this whole point of the league letting everybody play, a lot of leagues are just calling this year, you know, just scratching this year, just calling it a scratch. So 
it, this is one of those years, whether or not it, it, it matters who gets into the NCAA tournament from Conference USA. I'm, again, I don't think they care. I think Conference USA just wants to say that they at least tried to make things fair and, I don't know, yada, yada, you know, trying to do the right thing and, and whatnot. So, But nonetheless, it should still be semi-competitive when we get down, you know, when they get down there and actually start playing after those that first day of maybe not-so-great basketball. C.J. Harvey, always the fed. diplomat, always the positive person. And when he's not on WCHS, he is a darling of the podcast sphere, one of the voices on the Mountaineer Media Podcast where everything is always upward looking. I mean, you guys True. aren't negative. I mean, you guys point stuff out, but you're not negative. You're you're always positive. And tell me more about that before uh, I let you go and free you from this. Yeah, no doubt. No doubt. We are very, you know, all things West Virginia, whether it's, you know, it doesn't matter what part of the state we are promoting, you know, the great things that come through, the people that are coming through West Virginia, the great people connected to the state of West Virginia and just some cool things going on. We just recently had Dr. Patrice Harris on our, um, on the podcast, the Mountaineer Media Podcast, and she was awesome. She was the first African-American woman to be president of the American Medical Association. She's a psychiatrist and just incredibly, she's a genius. <laughs> Let's be real. That's At the end of the day, she is an absolute genius. And we were honored to have her on and speak about her journey from Bluefield, you know, to, you know, the psychiatry world, all the way up the ladder of the AMA being the president. You know, and what's crazy about this, not to get too far off the sports topic, but she was the president from June 2019 to June 2020 of the AMA. So most of her time she served during the COVID crisis. So we get into all of that and, you know, how, how different that was and how that's changed really the world that we live in. And But I promise we're not just a COVID podcast either. We're not always just talking about that. It's wait, Mountaineer Media Podcast. If, you, if you're looking for something good to talk about, about West Virginia, if you're proud of your state, if you're proud of where you're from and, and want to know more about West Virginia that maybe and that you didn't know or learn about some people that you didn't know were from West Virginia, check us out on all podcast platforms and make sure to check out The Drive with Paul Swan as well. There you have it, C.J. Harvey. Um, it was fun, man. I know um, I know you, you put yourself at risk every time you're on here because, uh, well. <laughs> no, that's not true. Did you uh, – um, you know, Channel 13, Cassidy Wood was just promoted to sports director. You were good friends with Anna Cerullo, who was sports director over at Channel 13. So she she will be missed. She's moving on. But Cassidy Wood is over there at Channel 13 stepping in to fill in that position. So What? Um, <laughs> Cassidy Wood just announced as a new sports director at WOWK-TV as broken by WCHS's C.J. Harvey. This is the time where I exit the interview and put down the microphone and, and walk away, and you won't hear from me for another six months. All that no, hurts, man. No, 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 not one bit. No, that hurts. No, you know. No, we're all good friends in this in this business. You know, we all definitely have our platforms and and are trying our best to make sure that we we get you know as much attention and, and publicity for what we do. That's that's the nature of the beast in this industry. But uh, it, it's good to see when friends are also succeeding 
regardless of station, regardless of outlet, regardless of publication. So it is it is good to see that she's doing well over there. Jake Siegel, of course, is the other sports reporter, and so they are both doing uh, great work over at Channel 13 as Keith Morehouse and Jim Tracy are at Channel 3, and Mark Martin and Josh Lewis and I are doing some great work at Channel 8. And, Paul, we know that you are always the hardworking man here, so, you know, it's uh, – you got to give love where love is due, I guess, right? Just and, say, uh, just wait a minute so. before I let you go because I got to take a commercial break. Uh, just say it. You know what I'm saying. You, you know what I'm asking for. Just say it. Just say the words. <laughs> uh, which words? You know which words. <laughs> just say the words. <laughs> I don't. It's just say DJ Harvey from. <laughs> just say <laughs> Paul Swan. He's the best. Just say it. <laughs> That's Mike Hamrick's job. <laughs> CJ Harvey, WCHS. Paul, wait a minute. Oh, wait a minute. Am I waiting for it? Wait a minute. Here, here. Let's hear it. Paul Swan is the best. WCHS's very own CJ Harvey. I'll talk to you soon, buddy. All right, Paul. See you. Quick timeout. We wrap it up. Today's edition of The Drive is on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Now, back to The Drive with Paul Swan on ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930. Coming up here in the next couple of minutes, it's going to be a little bit more serious take on sports as college basketball today coming up here on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. We do have fun on the show, so I appreciate everyone tuning in. And for those of you uh, heading to the game, we will break it down for you before you hit to the Ken Henderson Center. And that's coming up here in just a few moments on ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. The snow ice apocalypse is over uh, 9 30 a.m back on the air so uh, we're happy so we're all back uh, close to uh, close to 100 so looking forward to talking to all of you here in the next couple of moments uh, we switch gears we turn our attention strictly to marshall basketball coming up next it's going to be college basketball today for nick berzellini for gabriel sellers I'm Paul Swan. Thanks for tuning in to today's edition of The Drive, ESPN 94.1 and AM 930. Flagship home of the Marshall Thundering Herd and The Drive with Paul Swan, ESPN 94.1 FM and AM 930.